Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kia ora and welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show. I am your host, David Faulkner, General Manager of New Zealand's greatest property management company in the world with a self-promotion there, Property Brokers. And with me is Tal Messer, the CEO of Tappy. We're actually in Brisbane with Tal. And Will Alexander is, where are you, Will? You look like you're in some bird in the pantry or something like that. Where are you, mate? This is my office. I'm offended. Uh, I'm at home in my <laughs> office. I'll tell you what, all this wood came out of the Napier port. So um, I've taken great, great, great care and attention. So um, be careful, mate. Be careful. It's not a pantry. Oh, sorry about that. It's, okay. it's, it's a, it's a... In Havelock North at home. Uh, great. Good to be yeah, here. And we've got we've got no we've got no Harrison Vaughan. So we've me and Harrison have been on the Gold Coast at RX 2023. Um, Tal's been there as well. Um, you know, promoting Tappy and going down really, really well. But Harrison Vaughan, well, we don't know what's happened to him. He was last seen at midnight and his budgie smugglers walking down the beach, absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Um, and we've not seen him since. We don't know what's happened to him. Okay, do we have photographic evidence of this? <laughs> No, we don't. I'm just spinning the. I'm just spinning the yarn there. He's he's flying back to Wellington as we speak, so he's not able to join us this week. Um, but Will, bit of big news for you, mate. What what's what's been going on in your life? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So I uh, have let, uh, moved on from Renty, and um, but continuing on in a different capacity. I'm uh, on the advisory board uh, with you, David and Harry, and um, a few internal people, but. Um, I was put on at Renty to guide them through a period of significant growth um, through the partnership with TradeMe, with Tenancy Tracker and Viewing Tracker, and um, that's my specialty, um, transformational management, and um, got through that point and um, on to the next challenge, really. So, but still um, love Renty, um, very passionate about the people, amazing people. Everyone that uses Renty is using the best technology available out there, except for Tuppy. Um, and uh, so, so no, all, all, all good, um, all great people and uh, very grateful for the opportunity to be there. So, um, so yeah, that's me. Well, you've done, a, you've done a fantastic job and you've got to be missed. There's, there's no doubt the, the growth that they've had, um, New Zealand's fastest growing prop tech company. I mean, you've grown, you know, so you're now Australia's <laughs> fastest growing prop tech company. Yeah, I, I see that. So and, and when I said that, I thought mm, I might hear from Tyler after saying something uh, um, <laughs> outrageous as that, but I never did because I thought he won't take that uh, um, that trophy. will just focus on Australia, so in America or wherever you guys are going. Yeah, yeah. And what, what's what's next on the agenda? Will have got any plans? Or I mean, there's, there's undoubtedly got to be some ridiculously big marathons in there. Yes. Know? Yeah, yeah, my training for Wellington Marathon, um, which I'm pretty excited about, and doing some landscaping. Um, was spent the day on the end of a shovel yesterday, which is always reminds you the value of a dollar. To be honest, I think uh, mm. I think um, a hard day's labour is um, yeah. good 
for any human being. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah no, looking is. at what's next and um, got a couple of irons in the fire. Definitely in real estate. Absolutely love real estate. Love the people in real estate. Love the opportunity to be better. So that's where my future is for sure. Okay. Okay. So, well, good luck, Will, with whatever you're turning your hand at. Thank um, you. Whether it's, whether it's landscaping or building another tech <laughs> company or whatever it may be, uh, <laughs> what you'll do, you'll succeed. Tal, look, it's great to have you on board today, mate. I mean, you know, you're over here, you're growing Tappy, you know, really, really well. Uh, you've now, you've got more properties in Australia than what you have in New Zealand yet, or have you? We do, actually, as of this, as of this month. Yes, right. so it's going. We've we had amazing success. Thank you, Chris. You know, it's been thanks to all of our you know New Zealand supporters and Australian supporters now as well. Uh, Australia's a big market. You know, it's just it's a really big market. So it's it's all it's 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 we have now overtaken in terms of the the size we have in Australian customers. But we still have fifty uh, percent of the New Zealand property management market now, and you know we're still growing in New Zealand. Yeah. And we're super proud to be a Kiwi company showing yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, Australia first, showing Australians how how to build tech companies. You know, that's a really cool, uh, hey, really fun thing to do. Yeah. We're stoked with it. So. And that's just because everyone has supported us in the last well six years now. I think life yeah. has been committed to this and many more. Um, it's an amazing, yeah, it's an amazing it. success story from you know because I, I remember seeing it at the beginning. Yeah. And and to seeing how big it's come, how far it's come, and you know and, and seeing some of the clients that you're working with now in Australia, you're not mm. just playing around with some of these small players. You're playing around with some big hitters. I mean, we've been. Uh, well, we've been at Image Property today. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk. God, what a company! What a company! And this guy is the best in the business. I've not seen anybody like him mm. in property mm. management. Never seen anything like it. I mean, I thought I knew my stuff. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've got so much to learn from looking what he's done. Uh, and he's endorsing Tal and, Ta and Tappy, saying it's the best maintenance software out there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, we've been working with it. We've been lucky to work with him for a few years now, and seeing the company he's run and grown. What did he say? He's running from from twenty fifteen five hundred, I think five hundred properties under management to something like five thousand yeah. now. Uh, in in a short space of time, and the way he runs that business uh, is just incredible, right? It's automation. Yeah. It's process driven down to every task and what works being done. Everything's measured. Everything's measured. Everything's measured. And the other thing which I got from him, because he's, he's clearly, he's, he's a tough man. Mm. You know, there's accountability. Accountability. And, and he wants, and he, he's, he, he does set expectations high. Mm -hmm. But you talk to the staff, Will, and mm. they're not stressed. They're managing 250 to 300. They're not stressed. They're smiling. Wow. Yeah. They, love, they love what they're doing. There's, there's teams in there, there's outsourcing teams in there, there's maintenance yeah. teams. But ultimately, you know, these property managers are just constantly they're on they're communicating with the landlords, via phone mainly. Lots of things are measured. So anything about his business, it just brings it up on this dashboard. He's coming to Auckland um, in August. Mm. And, and to all our viewers and listeners, I would strongly recommend that you get along and see this guy. This guy is the next big thing. Well, he's the big thing in property management now over here, but he's certainly what he's got to do. It will revolutionize our industry. And it kind of leads us on to 
today's topic where we're talking about a lot of things about automation, AI, the impact of what will that have on our business. And Tal, we've just spent, well, you've been, you know, on your on your stall, but I've been all the talks I've listened to at this IREC conference, particularly around property management, I can't remember how many the, the times I heard Chat GPT mentioned. Mm. The amount of outsourcing companies which are in the whole exhibition arena, there must have been about half a dozen. Uh, and, and some of them, they actually had the virtual assistants in the Philippines ready there to talk to you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so we are starting to see a quantum shift of our industry. I don't know whether our industry is quite ready for it yet in terms of a culture shift, but it's going to happen. Mm. You know, Tal, can I come to you? What do you think are going to be the big changes and, and in our industry and what will tech play in that role? What will automation play in that role? And what will artificial intelligence play in that role? It's a really good question, David. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's why <laughs> I host the show. Yeah. I ask the good questions. You know, saying that, Will's got some good questions later on, no doubt, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. I, I think at the end of the day, all it will allow us to do, and they us, obviously, our own tech company, but they us as a property management industry, uh, is to, I like to say, provide a personalized experience at scale. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Right, so mm-hmm. you think if you're managing an average of 100 properties or 120 properties per manager, even now with the systems and the amount of touch points and people you deal with on a day-to-day basis, it is almost near impossible to continuously know everything about every property, everything about every client, and be able to provide the level of experience that is so personalized that we're now the consumers are expecting. And landlords are you know, consumer clients, right? And the level of expectation is growing exponentially year on year. Every platform, every app, everything we use on our phones, on our devices these days, the big players are growing the expectation of what us as consumers are expecting. And inherently, I believe uh, that's what, you know, the landlords and tenants starts to to want. You know, they're starting to see that and want, I want the same, that same level of experience, right? So how could we then provide that level of experience, that level of personalized experience on every property, on every bit of information, every decision that needs to be made but not to 100 properties, to two, to 300, to even 400, to even 500 properties per manager. Sounds absolutely impossible, right? Absolutely impossible. Sounds like a nightmare. But actually, that's where I will drive it. That's yeah. where I will drive it. It will drive it to the point where we're managing assets better than we ever have, smarter than we ever have, and providing a better experience than we ever have to tenants and landlords, and, and having the ability to do it without having the level of stress there goes their property management goes through on a day-to-day basis, right? And I think the important part to note is, is that there's kind of two shifts, I believe, in, in AI. So, you know, people talk about AI as this is the, big, the greatest thing. A, all AI does is automate, mm. automate processes and tasks, right? So you see the Australian industry, for example, which has been um, for the last, I don't know, half a decade or so, have been very much gone through this shift of outsourcing. Yeah. Right. So you talk about this in the conference, you see lots of outsourcing, you know, companies that are doing outsourcing and, and, and getting virtual assistants on board and getting every task they can to, to those, those companies. In New Zealand, we're, we're a little bit behind on that, right? People are starting to become yeah. accustomed to that. We're yeah. starting to move towards that. Uh, 
but all AI is, in my view, is just more cost-efficient outsourcing. Yeah. All right. Because you could still have anyone do those tasks. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Well, they, they... Will, will AI replace virtual assistants? Uh, it will replace, replace the mundane tasks. So we'll create a future where essentially, yes, in my view, yeah. But then it depends on what the virtual assistants do, right? I spoke with a company, uh, incredible company, uh, Coral C, probably a young guy uh, from Townsville in Australia, one of our clients, nice. actually. Um, young, we have about 20, I don't, well, I, don't say, I don't want to say how old he is because I actually don't know. But, it, but the guy um, has, uh, has some of his people, as some of his VAs actually calling clients. He's, he's 23. 23. I got talking to me. He's 23 years old. He's the Harrison Vaughan of Australia. That's what we've been calling him. You know, and I yeah. said to Harrison, where I met him, I said, Harrison Vaughan, Harrison Vaughan, <laughs> Regan, Regan. <laughs> I said, you're the same person, you know. But he's got uh, everything being outsourced to the point where his clients are so happy, so incredibly happy with the experience and the property managers actually are doing so much so have taken all the tasks that they shouldn't have been doing for too long and have moved them out offshore that they're now also really focusing on how do we add value for the property as opposed to be doing that same thing we've been doing over and over and over again that we're really accustomed to that as you say requires a serious um shift in thinking uh which is tough you know at the end of the day you know we, we're really accustomed to the way we do things um but we we need to look at how do we provide at the end of the day what the consumer expects which is a, a you know a personalized experience as i said yeah well let me turn to you here because what tal is talking about is a quantum shift of mindset now you've just talked about your speciality is is change and facilitating change and driving change i mean how is our industry going to cope because this is probably the, the biggest potential shift our industry will see how are we going to make our industry evolve and how will it evolve do you think yeah it's in, it's, it's a fascinating topic and uh, i mean Tal, you, you've been down this path for quite some time with the concierge and you know building out mm responses and the different answers to the different sort of routes that people can take so i guess um you know that that's ai is essentially an evolution of that right it's i mean ai is just consuming big data um it's it's i would say ai is a little bit different to the whole chat gbt sort of route where you are actually getting something to think for itself but um in terms of how it will affect our industry, um, I, I read a book recently um, uh, from Ginny Ramati, um, Good Power, and that she, Ginny Ramati, was the CEO of IBM. Um, and fascinating book. Um, but she, uh, the, IBM was, has gone, uh, gone down this path a long time ago. And believe it or not, in the section in this book, she said that the unions, the workers' unions in Europe, voted in favor of ai and i was like wow that's kind of counterintuitive um why because you know i would have assumed that they would have been threatened by this um but then if you look back in history and every time new technology is introduced like for example when, when the internet came out in 1989 
um, they, it was developed for the CERN particle accelerator in Switzerland, and then it's just evolved into what it is today. What has that done? Think about the enormity of the jobs and the opportunities and the dot-com booms and my Lord. So I think that, you know, um, you can't be scared of this stuff because what it's going to do is it's going to create more opportunity that we don't yet understand. And, and so I'm not threatened by this at, at all, but and just coming back to Europe, interesting at the moment, it's going through Europe courts, the Artificial Intelligence Act. And this was a concept that was developed back in 2021. And it's to classify AI systems into four different levels of risk. And basically the, the, the levels range from minimal to unacceptable. And a really good example, which applies to property management is one of the unacceptable things as an example is social scoring. And now if you think about what that means, systems that judge people based on their behavior. So if we think about dropping that into property management and going, well, yeah, you could for sure absolutely predict behavior. You could predict probably the likelihood of someone being in arrears. You could predict the likelihood of serving someone a breach notice or that the inspection is going to be filthy. So I was thinking, wow, this is so I guess it's enormity that is, is significant. Um, you need to put framework around this stuff. But I think when you start bringing in what is acceptable or minimal risk into property management, it, it's exciting. But I think very quickly it goes into that discrimination sort of um, mm -hmm. section of predicting. So I think it's going to really, like Tal said, it's going to scale um, property management. It's going to make property managers be able to run bigger portfolios, be far more efficient. Businesses will be far more profitable, all that sort of stuff. But it's going to open up the opportunity for a property manager to do something else that they don't currently do. I'll stay, stick with you here, Will, because I was talking with Joel Davis at Image. He was of the opinion, not sure if I agree with him, but I'd be interested to get your take, that he believes, he and he gives Bunnings and Mitre 10 as an analogy where... 30 years ago, you'd have your hardware hand or you'd have your, your, your hardware stalls on, on the corners where you'd go and buy your tools and whatever. They've gone and they've been replaced by these mega stores where the, everything and the processes there make them so efficient. And he's of the opinion property management has got to go down the same path. And he believes that we will not see rent rolls under a thousand in not too distant future. Now, that's a big call, and I can't quite get my head around that. I can see his thinking, but I I used to think that we'll see rent rolls between 100 and 300. They'll disappear because at 100, you can manage, you can make a little profit for yourself. Once you get over that, you have to start recruiting, and then your cost goes up, your profitability goes down until you get to round about, I've always seen as 300 properties as being that touch point. He's talking about 1,000. I mean, what do you think? I, I think, I mean, yeah. we already said that's that. What that's what I thought. I was like, jeez. Yeah. Interesting analogy. Think there, you have a company with 300 properties. They, they could manage 1,000 with the same cost base, the same amount of staff. Yeah. 
right? So it's important to not take that out of context where you could absolutely grow businesses that are at a point, you know, one, two, three, four X to then get to that point with the way the industry is moving as well. Um, yeah, go on. Sorry, Will, to interrupt. No, no, no. I mean, I was going to say that pretty much the same thing. Thank you. Um, but uh, I mean, we're seeing it now. Bigger are getting bigger, smaller are getting smaller. Um, and I think mm. once you've got regulation and all that sort of stuff into the mix, uh, because I mean, one thing we always fall into the trap of is comparing Australia to New Zealand. Um, you can't do that. Mm. I mean, the, the 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 growth of this business that you're talking about from 500 to 5,000. Um, they have the licensing regime and all that sort of stuff to back that kind of growth. And, you know, it's frustrated me all the time for a long time when you hear, oh, BDM should be bringing on 400 per year. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll come into New Zealand and do that. And and so I think um, you, you got to, we need things to change to be like that. But yeah, I do tend to, tend to agree. I mean, I think um, the bigger are going to get bigger. But one thing that will never change in this industry, though, is people and property you know fundamentally that is what it's about it's homes it's livelihoods it's families it's money it's security yeah. no amount of ai is going to take that away 10 out of 10 100 changing topic a little bit because i mean i've been listening to this fascinating podcast bbc one called the lazarus heist and it's about a bunch of North Korean hackers. Oh, yeah. And, and it goes further in, into what you can see is that the risks around artificial intelligence and, 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 and these guys are... So if I'm outsourcing work, there's a level of risk, isn't there, to people overseas, potentially? Or, or am I just... Well, am I why, wrong? Why do you outsource like virtual assistants, I mean, if you ask any business why they're doing it currently, it's to save money. I mean, no one wants to work with a group of people in the Philippines, and that's got nothing to do with Filipinos or anything like that, or Viet um, Vietnamese or whatever. Um, you'd always preferably employ someone to sit next to you in the office. So the whole VA thing is taken off um, because of a co it's cost-effective. Um, and, and they've ironed out all the all the kinks and, you know, the, the bugs and whatnot over the last few years to build these really good support structures. But so, yeah, so, I mean, that, that might be something that we see that dissipates is this international VA setup. Um, if you're bringing in AI and, you, you know, like you're saying, Tal, where you're, you're building this incredible efficiencies into the business, um, then maybe that's not needed. I don't know. Well, it's 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 actually all AI does is take data, historical information, data that's structured, and takes some learning from it. And it's called machine learning. That's what it means. And, and takes it, and then makes a prediction uh, or an output, right? So, you know, VAs essentially take a task. You tell them, hey, I need you to do this task. Here's how to do it step by step, and follow that task and hopefully repeat it and we'll measure whether it repeats really well it, conceptually it's just one having a computer do it and another one having a human do it right uh the only barriers to having ai do it and do it today is the structure how clean the data is and too often you know all the listeners out there whether you're using palace or whatever it's a, the data in your in the systems gets 
pretty messy pretty quickly. Well, <laughs> you know, it now, always gets me. Yeah, now, and that's the big problem. Now, now, now if I can interject it, because I'm mm. just experiencing that very, very problem. Mm. So we're building this tool that I've talked about with Velocity Global in terms of a, an automated market rent valuation. But also what's going to start to measure emissions. Now, what I'm learning is, it's like we've had 7,000 properties which have gone in our rent roll. It's only been able to use roughly half to two thirds of the properties because yeah. the data which has been entered into Palace is it's dirty. It, it, yeah. It's not accurate. Yeah. So I'm now employing people uh, on a temporary basis. I mean, probably should have really outsourced this now when thinking about it. Well, to just go in and say, right, your job is to ensure that we've got clean data, that every healthy homes document is in there, that the age of the property is in there. So then this can look at what the age of the property, it gets it off the, 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 the local territorial authority and it can give a good estimation mm. on how much it's going to cost to heat this property. Mm. And it's also been able to give you, you know, that, that rental valuation pretty accurately as well. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, so, so it's about all about how clean the data is. Yeah. And then it's about what they call. So if you, if you take what an artificial intelligence model, that's called, right? So it's something they can do a specific task, for example, you start with a training, what's called a data set. Yeah. So you take a set of data and you have to have it clean and you have to understand, okay, well, how do we then take what the input looks like and what it looks like when it's the output, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we set the AI to learn, okay, if this thing gets entered in and this thing comes out and you run it a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, a hundred thousand times, it will start learning what's right, right? Uh, you know, the interesting thing I just come yeah. on completely sideways here. You know, you know, you know, when you get asked on Google to enter, uh, can you click the squares that are cars or do you click oh, yeah. the squares that are yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is Google using you to uh, actually classify or AI to build a data set right. around actually what in the photo is a, um, is, is a, a you know, a car, <laughs> right? So you're training their AI. For them to then be able to use towards their for a minute they were using it for self-driving cars right uh, another really interesting example of that one is if you might remember pokemon go uh pokemon go yes. uh, was uh you know the, the big game of win gangbusters right the game oh will played it religiously on his own what was marathons collecting as many that's pokemons he as he could that's why he did marathons he was collecting pokemon go <laughs> <laughs> So, so Google used this exercise to uh, to actually one uh, map out areas on Google Maps that they didn't know existed, because all of a sudden you could see millions of people moving around the map and areas, and they all of a sudden mapped out their entire Google Maps from areas, and they had the most amazing data set of of data in the world basically, because this game went absolutely like you're talking. I don't even know the number, hundreds of millions of users, whatever, very short amount of time. But they also used it to actually train some of their models that they're now using behind the scenes, right? So basically, it's all about the data you put in, right? It's all about the data you put in and train, right? So you're talking about people talking chat GPT. If you haven't tried it, all it's doing is taking a lot of information that's available freely on the internet and then going, how can I connect words from A to B yeah. to actually understand, well, if this word, if you ask this, this question, yeah. it puts up. So go on. So, I mean, I'll just 
I mean, I see people that will in the week about wide roller yeah. and, and trying to manage yeah. property wide roller, which is a challenging area in practice. I mean, to try and, you know, you're trying to send out emails for 14 day notices. <laughs> I've jokingly, I've just employed a carrier pigeon to do it because they don't do email. <laughs> anyway, jokes aside, today I use chat, chat. GPT, because I'm helping our property manager there, and I thought, I'm looking at some of the adverts which are written, I'm thinking, God, they're awful. You know, they're just old adverts which haven't been updated. I thought, right, I'm just going to try this Mm. and put an advert, and I just said, look, write an advert for this property address in in Wairoa, and the script that came out, I mean, you've got to edit it a little bit, Yeah. but it's just unbelievable what this thing can do. And we've actually, we're, we're actually trialing that outsourcing model in Wairoa, because what we're finding, it's hard to find somebody who wants to be a property manager yeah. in Wairoa. And, and 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 this is the onset of this. So let's say we pay staff base salary and they get a commission component on, on the turnover. They're going to get a significant pay increase if all of a sudden they've gone from 90 properties to 200 properties, but you've got back end, which is basically helping do all the the it stuff for them and yeah. the planning the inspections we automate arrears mm. and all of a sudden this property manager can earn a significant could be the best paid property manager working out of wire roller so to so, so get there right you know that's what joel was talking about and joel davis from image property and Starflink. i was saying his team members one of his team members manages 300 properties 300 properties and, and finishes at 2 p.m most days yeah. Yeah. finishes early every day right and and just that is crazy right you're thinking and she is very very well very very well commission component on top and the culture around the company that the the energy is fantastic well the right? staff the staff so, the staff churn rate is non-existent non-existent it's just and, yeah, and the people that go they, they don't want them there you, you just touched yeah. upon something interesting there um, which is something that's obviously in the mix. Commission. Um, are these guys? Um, is are they like on fifty percent of what their portfolio generates? How 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 is that structured? Oh, I think it gets. When I asked, I did ask the property manager because you know he gave me a bit of time with the property manager, and I said, look, don't you don't tell me what you're paid. What I want to know is how you're paid, and they've got a base plus yeah. commission. What they have different revenue streams like so um you you do referral to the in-house mortgage broker when it's coming up for finance oh yes yeah yep. a payment from that new management they'll get a 500 dollars payment of that connection so uh it, you know it, it's it's the value for the business yeah so the beauty of it is that you've got your property managers now actually aligned to the value of what the business is trying to deliver for the clients and them actually being inspired to actually deliver that value. it was it was right? like that's that's the interesting part there. i mean it was like looking at a formula one car <laughs> it's the word yeah. you can describe it where you know most of us are driving around in a you know toyota corolla if he's got, if, a, he's got a you know a red bull <laughs> you know? if you if you yeah. um if you're are describing the uh the the type of property manager that you guys have just seen an image property versus um, the type of property manager that we see across New Zealand, is there any difference? In terms of age. In terms demographics. I would start with what the characters are. I think New Zealand is very passionate about the industry. So are the people here. So let's start with the good. 
You know, there's okay. passion in both spaces. You know, there is absolutely passion. New Zealand is, you know, knowing the property manager of New Zealand, absolutely passionate. Love the space, yeah. love solving problems, love, you know, the interaction with actually caring for assets and the interaction with landlords uh, and some tenants. And, you know, but yes, there's also some some differences. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't, but I don't think there's any barrier there no. to actually use to, to actually use Yale property managers being able it, to get to this point oh, God, apart from the leap the quantum yeah, leap it's a quantum said. leap and, yeah. and and I mean if we've got to do something like that at, at property brokers and, and and you know this is where you know Joel Mabel on the greens you, you you try it in a, a branch where your champions are mm. and yeah. then they all to to the wider team uh I mean some people will struggle with it because it, it's just next level it's a it's a new level that I've never seen before yeah. I mean, I mean, I spent two days at this conference, Will. The last hour I had with this Joel Davis, you know, I, I would have paid the entry for the conference. I would have rather give the money back, I'll pay him, because I got more from it. But, okay, in terms of automation, running back up, you know, there's definitely plenty of really simple ways that, that listeners can go out today yeah. in, in terms of automation and AI to get some really instant value, right? Uh, again, we're talking about this tool, ChatGPT. Go and sign up to it, it's free. Yeah. Type in there, ask it a question, ask it to write you a 200, 300 word. I wonder what it say about Will Alexander. That's what uh, ask it an explanation ask, about Will Alexander. I'm, I'm going to do that. There's more than one of me out there, so it's going to be quite misleading. I'm going to do it. Let's do it live. Did you see that we did that for um, May the 4th be with you? The, I didn't know yes. that this oh, is the International rent. Star Wars Day. So a um, uh, few uh, passionate Star Wars fans at Renting. And anyway, Tom, our CTO, typed into ChatGPT, can you type a Star Wars-themed introduction for a property management business? And what it, it was called the Phantom Tenant. This And this is what... <laughs> The chat GBT produced it. It was bang on. It was great. I mean, um, yeah, so very, very clever. Um, I can see. I can see why scriptwriters in Hollywood are going on strike. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's but that, hey, that think, is the fear. It takes away the creativity. Think about think about what the uh, the positive implications though also for like tenants um, uh, and owners. But I mean, if you think about bringing this level of um ai or you know whatever um you you, you can predict you know they'll know exactly what the rent should be um that yeah. you could even get the quality of the rental area you know by by sucking in information from census the demographics is there social housing you know like so you're not just looking at a property for a rent you're getting a encompassing chat bt style sort of couple of paragraphs about what it would be like to live in this property. You know, <laughs> one, two, three, Cool Street in Gisborne. Yeah, this is a great property. Um, you know, the sun sets at 5 p.m. or whatever. Um, there's no yeah. social housing in this block. Um, most people in this area averaged aged between 30 and 35. Typically, they have one kid. You know, so you like, boom, all of a sudden, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's opportunity in there. There absolutely is. Anyway, we're coming up to the, the we're, we're just about running out of time. 
Um, it's been a fascinating. We could talk about this. You know, we could do a whole series on this, really, couldn't we? It's such a fascinating uh, topic, and it's like we've opened Pandora's box, and I don't think we've got to get it back in. Uh, and somehow we've got to find a way to embrace this tech, um, artificial intelligence, chat GPT, automation, uh, and it will change. Our industry is going to change so much in the next two years. I'm convinced about that. Will, yeah. have you got your 10 questions or your, your handful of questions that you, you, you want to do? I, you did for Harrison I, last week. I, 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 was, I, was I was disgusted at Harrison saying that Trump was a good thing. I, you know, I thought, there you go. Um, you can ask Tal because, you know, he's not going to be with us next week. Have you got the questions? Well, I've, I've done five. I've done five for tonight. Done five. Yep. You've got to ask the, just don't think about it, just answer. Okay. Um, so... Considering what's happened in this last week with Tina Turner, um, question number one, it's a trivia question. Um, what movie did Tina Turner appear in? I would not have a clue. Mad Max 3 Beyond <laughs> Thunderdome. Boom. <laughs> Boom. We don't need another hero. Yep, that's, that's the one. That's the one. by the bell, David. <laughs> that is absolutely saved by the bell. Yeah, there you go. Question number one. Question number two, most exciting thing that you've seen at Eric, apart from Tuppy and David and Harrison? Oh, God. <laughs> Who's that for? Is that for me? That must be for you. You're the guest. Okay. Um, was it property proper, proper or property? It, yeah. it, a social media marketing platform, which yeah. I actually thought, I thought was, there's a there's a market for this here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, of all the, um, that was probably the exhibitor which interested me the most was something I've not really seen. So I was going to explain it. It's Hootsuite for property management for, for real estate. Yeah. With a whole marketing campaign around social media, which can be programmed and, and it pushes out your properties onto all these social media platforms. I saw value in that and I thought, well, this is actually yeah. relatively well priced as well. Uh, and surprisingly, my favourite speaker was Caitlyn Jenner. And I, I went into this thinking, I'm, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, first speaker on the day two. Uh, probably, you know, not, don't don't go down the old trans path here. But the story of how he, she, you know, won the gold medal in the 1976 Olympics in the decathlon. And yes. the level of dedication that he, she put into that. Um was just unbelievable but also yeah. what came across it just a genuinely decent person and, and authentic didn't worry what anybody thought i mean the whole trans thing i struggle with i'll be honest you know um and i can't i couldn't stop thinking mate you, you just look a bit odd but that's <laughs> doesn't care well you'll, you'll get there mate <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get cancelled. But just an authentically good person. You could you see it and how uh, she spoke yeah. and just didn't worry about what other people thought. And, and I, I got a lot out of, you know, Caitlin's presentation. So mm. it was really, really good. She is a remarkable oh. person. And I love colourful people like that with a story. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, that's, Perfect is so bloody boring, isn't it? Um, you know, I mean, I know that, you know. question. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, yeah. oh. If you could buy a portfolio anywhere in New Zealand right now, 
Mr. Faulkner? Where would you buy it and why? Um, I'm going to say Nelson because it's we are provincial New Zealand. We're not in Nelson. I know that my good mate there, Stuart Henry at Summit, probably wouldn't want us to hear that. Um, but strong rents, great town, great city, um, and a lot of capability, talented people there. I'd, I'd say Nelson. Yeah, watch out, Summit. You've heard it. You've heard it. Um, oh, I've got to ask this question to both of you. Trump, was he good or was he bad? He's a fascist. He's awful. He was bad. Bad and bad. I, I, yeah. He's, he's fascist. It's the world's a better place without him. Yeah. I That's think... A, uh, a, a very strong opinion. Uh, but, you know, this, yeah, obviously he's done some very... Uh, he has some, done some very bad things, and uh, he's got a, a tough CV these days. Uh, yeah, and I believe yeah. if he if he could, he would be a dictator. He tries to fraudulently win an election. Um, worst thing that's happened to America. How can you go from Obama to Trump? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, to all the American listeners in Houston, uh, <laughs> you just, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you how you do it. Of course, I'm just joking. And Sorry. this is right on point for what we're talking about tonight, Cambridge Analytica. Oh, God, these are the guys who um, were That's how he did it. That's how he won the 2016 yeah, election yeah. is they used yeah, data. Yeah to map out exactly yeah. what he needed to say to every demographic in every single state. I know. I mean, I saw a doco on him before, uh, after the election, and, and basically he started doing all these tweets, and, and, yeah. and basically the one that stuck the most was build the wall. So that became his policy. Now, yeah. you can't tell me that somebody who can just, oh, people want me to build a wall. i tell you what, that's my policy. Where's, where's your integrity? Where's your beliefs? You know, what, what about doing what you believe is the right thing to do rather than just playing to the masses? And this is the frightening thing. This is where it gets interesting is because all he was doing is what JFK did back in the 60s. JFK was the first person to get in on the TV and start promoting himself and mass media. That never happened before. And when he won that election, yep. they could, you could argue the same thing. He was using technology available to him at that time. No one else was. Trump just did that. I'm not I'm not defending Trump in any way. I'm just saying that he used his head or his tech well, used well, his head. Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, how they won the Civil War was the telegram because they were able, it was all, you know, it's the comms, it's the technology. Mm. I remember being asked that uh, just after the election, what do you think of him when you won last time he won? And he said, I said, I think he's a very good marketer. Yeah, I think he's a, he always has a very good marketing team. And that was it, really. You know, you look back and you go, yeah, Cam after you, the Cambridge Analytica was discussed, it was discovered and all that stuff. It was very smart, data driven marketing. And Clinton, uh, out, Clinton yeah. outspent him $2 to one. Really? Yeah. But, but he outspent her on social media from like three dollars to one. Wow. Yeah. So he knew the power of yeah. Twitter and, and but okay. you know, God forbid he's the president again. It's not what the world means. <laughs> right. Last question for both of you. One thing on your bucket lists. 
Um, professionally, win a Ryan's award. Never done it. Come close, never done it. Awesome. Uh, yep, thank you, Will. Piss off. Oh, you're showing <laughs> it off as well. Look at that. Does that belong Look. to property brokers, by the way? It actually does. So, <laughs> that's property brokers. You've stolen a bloody award. I won it. Four, four I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you, in... you won it because your mum is on the bloody awards panel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I resent oh. that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Sorry, true. Yeah. <laughs> Having won, I think five now. Um, it is about yeah. what's. It's not about. Anyway, what's, what's your bucket list? You got bucket list. Uh, yeah, I will go. I will go personally, actually. You know, fun. Um, and if, if you know me well, then you know I'm a big drum and bass fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's, one of my and, one, he's, and he's performing at the PMC, he's already given me his word, <laughs> and that's now public. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a big, big, big drum and bass fan. Uh, and you know, I do love, love it. And uh, there is a festival I've always wanted to go to for. for for quite some time in Sardinia uh, called Simon Bass, a music festival. And I have finally bought a ticket last month and I'm going to be going there in September uh, in Sardinia, which is off the coast of Italy. Right. So I'm actually going to tick off probably one of my own bucket lists on a personal level, which I'm very excited about. I'm looking forward to getting out there. Beautiful eight days on the beach. Excellent. With cocktails, you know, how good, how yeah. good. With good music. And personal um, one for me, Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Oh. Monaco yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. All right. Well, Sal, Will, thanks again for joining us on the Alternative Property Management Show. It's been a fascinating discussion. It's been a great discussion. The PMC, well, we've got our speakers are being announced now all the time. Keep tuning in. We're sending out our newsletters. Tickets are available. Early bird closes at the end of July. Um, you know, so we're it's on the 23rd to 24th of November at the Takina Convention Centre in Wellington. Just visit our website and make sure, please, share this podcast. Give us a review. You can listen to this on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. So thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm from Brisbane. Natiwa, and we'll see you back in New Zealand next week. If we thanks, find Harrison, these will be smugglers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.